0: Episode 91, The Scriptures in Africa, Part 2, Jerusalem, Namibia, flowing with milk and honey. In Part 1 of our series, we learned that Jerusalem, our holy land, is in Namibia, known today as South Africa. The land is desolate. We conclude it, that present-day Israel and their pagan gods and deities have absolutely nothing to do with the children of Abana, Ishaqa, and Akuba. Our homeland is in Jerusalem, Namibia. Truth Wars has been sharing evidence of the true location of our ancestors. Spotify podcast listeners, please see the Truth Wars YouTube channel for pictorial details. Let's continue on our review of the colonizer's maps of South Africa. Map number five, Richard Andre, 1895. There's Jerusalem, Pella, Elias, Samson's Gate. There's also Land, which sounds like Canaan land. Map number 6 Galica Morinsky, 1887. Jerusalem, Pella, and Lillapella, at the Orange or Jordan River is dictated on his map. If you travel up or down the road, there is Bethany, Beersheba, and Gibeon. And if you look closely, there's even Jacobus, Jacob or Cuba. And on the same map, there's Rehoboth. Map number seven, Black, Adam, and Charles, 1854. Jerusalem is here near the Karas Mountains, and Pella is along the Jordan River. There's Bethany and Rehoboth on the St. Black Adam and Charles' 1854 map. We also see Canaan land and jackals. Map number eight, Richard Kuypert and Paul Spregage 1893. He shows Jerusalem and Pella, Bethany, Beersheba, Gibeon. On the same 1893 map, there is also Rehoboth with Windhoek, the capital of Namibia. Map number nine, George Bacon Orange Free State map, 1900. There's Jerusalem and Pella. Map number ten, Paul Sprigade and Mac Morsell, 1912 map. There's Jerusalem. Map number eleven, Francesco Marmochi, 1858. He shows Jerusalem, Pella, and Bethany. There are eleven maps of the colonizers showing our homeland of Jerusalem in Namibia, in the now called land of South Africa. Jeremiah a 9 and 11, the father said that Jerusalem would be desolate and with jackals. Jerusalem today is desolate. Present day Jerusalem in Israel is not desolate. And in regards to the jackals, let's explore those jackals a little bit further. LiveScience.com states, the black backed jackal stays mostly in the savannas and the woodlands. There are two discrete populations. One lives at the southern tip of the continent of South Africa, Namibia, Botswana, and Zimbabwe. The other is found along the eastern coastline, including Kenya, Somalia, and Ethiopia. PubMed.com article titled, Black Back Jackals. Or natural host of Babesia rossi, the virulent causative agent of canine babesiosis in sub-Saharan Africa. It states that Babesia rossi, which is transmitted by the Haemophysalis spp. and is highly virulent to domestic dogs, occurs only in sub-Saharan Africa, since dogs are not native to the region. It has been postulated that the natural host of B. Rossi is an indigenous African canid. News.uct.ac.za article titled, New Study Reveals the Origin of African Jackals. This study involved researchers from the Iziko Museums of South Africa, UCT, and Spain's university the National Museum of National Sciences and the Institute for Research in Environmental Sciences in Oregon. It was made possible thanks to the fossils from the early Pilsin locality of Bangwig on the west coast of South Africa. These fossils included a well-preserved, nearly complete skull, several jaws, decidual teeth, also known as milk teeth, parts of the neck, forelegs, and hind legs, they represent the largest sample of canids in Africa to date, beginning with its arrival on the continent years ago. SafariusAfricana.com states about what's going on in the continent now with jackals. They state, all jackal species live in Africa, albeit in different regions black-backed jackals, like mostly in the savannah, but are also found living in woodlands. These species can be found either in the southern region of the continent in countries such as Botswana, Namibia, South Africa, and Zimbabwe, or in the eastern parts of Ethiopia, Kenya, and Somalia. Jerusalem is desolate. The current Jerusalem, Namibia, and many key scriptural lands are desolate and South Africa, or the land below the equator, inhabits jackals. Jackals are indigenous to South Africa and the continent of Africa. The land below the equator is the promised land given to the descendants of Shem. The Father promised them, or promised us, a land flowing with milk and honey. When we look at these maps, Man can't grasp on paper the massive or colossal size of the entire continent of Africa. It is indeed the largest continent, but the colonizers will never admit it. Exodus 3 and 8. And I came down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large land unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Parasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. A land flowing with milk and honey. Present day Israel will tell you that their land is flowing with milk and honey because it's abundantly fertile. And there's a spiritual metaphor of completeness and harmony per the rabbi. What? We can thank the father for the maps of the colonizers because they tell a different story. Researchers tell a different story. Let's explore the elephant. Vividmaps.com shows an estimated population of 27 million elephants in the continent of Africa in the early 19th century. By 2012, the estimated current population of elephants came to 410,000 to 700,000. Gerhard Mercator in his 1512 Nova Africa Tabula map shows elephants and another creature that looks like a jackal. Shabastan monster, 1552 map. There's an elephant in what we call today South Africa. And yes, there is a European giant in the land as well. William Bloch, 1552. He shows on his map, multiple elephants in Africa. Henrik Bunting, 1597. He writes, elephants on his map in South Africa. The map is described as Heinrich Bunting's Map of Africa from Travel Through Sacred Scripture, Magdeburg, Germany, 1597. Emanuel Bowen, 1747 map. In South Africa, he shows a river of elephants. Elephants are the largest living land animal and they can be seen throughout East and South Africa. Our worldanddata.com states, there were 26 million elephants in Africa in the 1500s, but by 2015, the number decreased to 415,000 elephants. Worldlife.org states, there were 10 million elephants in the continent of Africa by 1930. Now, due to poaching, there are approximately 400,000 elephants in the continent. In 2016, the IUCN reported that Africa's elephant population had seen its worst decline in 25 years, mostly as a result of intensified poaching for ivory. In East Africa, elephant populations have nearly halved in a decade. Botswana is currently home to more elephants than any other African country. And Southern Africa remains a stronghold for two hundred ninety three thousand or seventy percent of the estimated remaining African elephants. Elephant scientific classification proceedworld.org states. Prim elephants inhabited the open wooded savannas of East Africa during the Miocene Epoch around 20 million years ago. Now, of course, it was not a million years ago, but just a few thousand. Mammoths originated in the warm forested areas of Africa during the Pliocene Epoch. These large animals migrated to Europe. Asia and North America. Mammoths lived until the end of the ice age. The African elephant originated in Africa. Today, the African elephant is the largest living land animal. The Asian elephant originated in Africa and migrated to Asia, where the species resides today. See the pattern. It starts in Africa and happens to migrate or move somewhere else. Nationalgeographic.com. Poaching for the illegal ivory trade is the biggest threat to African elephant survival. Before the Europeans began colonizing Africa, there may have been as many as 26 million elephants. By the 20th century or the earliest 20th century, their numbers had dropped to 10 million hunting continued to increase. By 1970, their numbers were down to 1.3 million. Between 1970 and 1990, hunting and poaching put the African elephant at a risk of extinction, reducing its population by another half. In the years since, poaching has continued to threaten both species. The savannah elephants declined by 30% between 2007 and 2014, while forest elephants declined by 64% from 2002 to 2011 as poaching worsened in Central and West Africa. In 2021, the International Union for Conservation of Nature recognized them as separate species for the first time, listing the savanna elephant as endangered and forest elephants as critically endangered. As few as 400,000 elephants remain today. The Atlantic in 2012 article titled, What is it about an elephant's tusk? that makes them so valuable. The New York Times reporter Jeffrey Gentleman describes the carnage, both animal and human, in harrowing detail. Last year, he writes, broke the record for the amount of illegal ivory seized worldwide at 38.8 tons, equaling the tusk for more than 4,000 dead elephants. Imagine the millions of elephants in our land and 4,000 elephants equals to 38.8 tons of tusk or ivory. And let's not forget that our ancestors were sold as slaves along with our elephants, tusk. So we can conclude that there were at least 20 million plus elephants in the 1500s and the 1900s and their tusks were a major trading commodity along with our ancestors. How do you drop from 26 to 27 million elephants to a current count of only 400,000 approximately? In 500 plus years, the colonizers, they love killing elephants for ivory and for sport. Just imagine how many elephants were in this massive land that was ours when the 12 tribes of Akuba were there. I'm sure we can estimate at least 100 million elephants at a minimum in the continent. Imagine 50 million just in South Africa alone in our region that was promised to us from our father. This actually sounds like a real land flowing with milk and honey. PBS.org states, female elephants carry their developing young for 20 to 22 months, longer than any other mammal. When the calves are finally born, they are massive, weighing between 150 and 230 pounds. And that's only the beginning. Elephant milk is incredibly rich. And for the first four months of their lives, when they're feeding only from their mothers. Elephant calves consume nearly 20 pints of milk a day. Drinking that much milk results in gaining nearly 30 pounds a week. Elephant milk is loaded with many nutrients. And the colonizers tell us that humans are not able to digest elephant milk. But we were told and are told that cow's milk is needed for calcium from an infant to adulthood. The millions of elephants in South Africa and the milk being produced to feed their young was massive, massively flowing milk. Milk not made up as a spiritual meaning, but actual milk flowing from the millions of elephants in our homeland. You guys, this is freedom. Truth is setting us free. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. But they tell us we should be drinking cow's milk. Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine states at PCRM.org that there are health concerns about dairy. Milk and other dairy products are the top source of saturated fat in the American diet, contributing to heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and Alzheimer's. Studies have also linked dairy to an increased risk of breast cancer, ovarian cancers, and prostate cancer. We don't know if our ancestors actually drank elephant milk, but elephant's milk was in abundance with the millions of elephants in the region and continent. In regards to cow's milk, Africans did not drink cow's milk and we shouldn't be drinking it either, especially if it causes diseases and other health ailments. In an interview with Dr. C.B., he states the following with naturalherbremedy.com. Please note, we do not endorse any Dr. C.B. products, but these details of this interview are for educational purposes only. The interviewer asks Dr. C.B. in his book, Let's Get Well, Pavo Arolo states that people of African descent are not programmed or cannot digest milk, cheese, and other dairy products. Could you elaborate on this? And Dr. CB says, yes, this is the reason for establishing the African bio-mineral balance. When Mr. Pavo made a statement, we are not programmed to digest milk if you're African descent, I understood clearly what he was saying. But many of the readers of the book did not, primarily because there is a part of the whole healing process needed to be considered and was never brought to the forefront. Whether they were not as awakened or whether we just ignore it. The aspect is genetics. Genetics is very important because here Mr. Pavo is showing us that if your ancestors are from Africa, your body is not programmed to digest milk. So there must be a difference with the African race and other races of people. That is his genetical structure. This is the very foundation on which the USHA Research Institute was built. The edifice is built and based on genetics. It necessitates a substance to be developed that would be consistent with the particular genetical group. This has not been considered by nutritionists or pathologists, and this is the reason why we at the USHA Institute feels that they have not really arrived at a point that could complement as well as they would like to because they have not considered genetics. Genetics is very extremely important. Why? Because everything on the planet is constructed genetically different, placed in a particular environment and on specific geographies. Like for instance, we talked about genetics and environment. They're all related. Because the gorilla lives in Africa where the temperature is warm. It's in the tropics, but we find on others, another gene group. The polar bear lives in Alaska where it's very cold. So we find out that one gene could live in an environment the other cannot. We also find that the gene group, the difference could ingest certain substance, not so for the other. bbc.com, why humans have evolved to drink milk. Humans didn't start out being able to digest animal milk but many populations do. Why has evolution favored tolerating dairy? Set against the history of our species, drinking milk is quite a new habit. Before about 10,000 years ago or so, hardly anybody drank milk, and then only on rare occasions. The first people to drink milk regularly were early farmers and pastoralists in Western Europe some of the first humans to live with domesticated animals, including cows. Today, drinking milk is common practice in Northern Europe, North America, and patchwork of other places. Per the University College of London study, states that all cattle are descended from a few as 80 animals that were domesticated from wild ox. In their Near East some years ago, according to a new genetic study. An international team of scientists from the CNRS, the National Museum of Natural History in France, University of Mainz in Germany, and UCL in the UK were able to conduct the study by first extracting DNA from the bones of domestic cattle excavated in Iranian archeological sites. These sites date not too long after the invention of farming and are in the region where cattle were first domesticated. Our ancestors did not drink cow's milk. It's not a part of our region. It doesn't help our DNA. So it sounds like we shouldn't be drinking cow's milk. Again, it's your choice. Bees. The honeybees of South Africa. Percebayo.org.ca South Africa is home to two subspecies or races of honeybees, which are indigenous to the country, the African honeybee and the Cape honeybee. This map shows the distribution of South African honeybee subspecies by Dr. F. Damares. The African honeybee is an aggressive bee with hardy strain and capable of producing large crops of honey. African honeybees, most of them South Africa, were introduced to the Brazilian bee industry in the mid-1950s and immediately adapted to its surrounds, hybridizing with the introduced honeybee subspecies of European origin. Although 70 years later, large parts of the honeybee population in the Americas has purged into European genes. These bees became misleadingly known as the infamous African killer bees, which have steadily moved northwards up in the U.S. We see again, when it begins in South Africa or in the continent of Africa, it shows up somewhere else. The Cape honeybee tends to be more of a docile bee although can also become aggressive when provoked. The Cape honeybee can be distinguished by a number of features. One of them, although a rare inconclusive one, is a darker coloration compared to the African honeybee. This is the reason why some people refer to them as black bees. However, dark abdomen in honeybees can be caused by age and temperature during the broad phase and other features should be considered to correctly identify the subspecies. Genetic diversity of the honeybee in Africa, satellite and mitochondrial data per nature.com states, a total of 738 colonies from 64 localities along the African continent have been analyzed using the DRA LRFLP of the COI-COII mitochondrial region mitochondrial DNA of African honeybees appears to be composed of three highly divergent lineages. The African lineage, previously reported named A, is present in almost all the localities except those from northeastern Africa. ground-up article titled To Be or Not To Be, South African beekeepers face tough odds with Chinese imports, too few trees, not much government support states, honey has been eaten and traded in South Africa for thousands of years. South African bees have not been as badly affected as those in other countries by pesticides and overuse. But beekeepers here are battling cheap Chinese imports, a lack of training, and now a shortage of forage for the bees. The cutting down of aliens like eucalyptus trees has removed a significant source of food for them. Beekeepers have been moving hives from field to field for pollination for over 5,000 years, but bee culture has been a thing since 4500 BC, they say. When 15 years ago, bees started disappearing by the millions, conservationists worldwide began a crusade to save the honeybee. This not only sounds like Africa is the land flowing with milk and honey, but it is the land flowing with milk and honey, or at least was. Jeremiah 11 and 1. The word that came to Jeremiah from the father saying, hear ye the words of this covenant and speak unto the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and say unto them, thus says the God of Akubah. Cursed be the man that obeyeth not the words of this covenant which I commanded your fathers in the day I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt from the iron furnace, saying, Obey my voice and do them according to all which I command you. So shall ye be my people, and I will be your God, that I may perform the oath which I have sworn unto your fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey as it is this day. Then answered I and said, so be it. O God of Abana, Iseka, and Akuba, Jerusalem, Namibia is the land or was the land flowing with milk and honey. The region of South Africa is flowing or was flowing with milk and honey. The continent of Africa flowing with milk and honey. We don't need a spiritual message or metaphor of how their Israel is flowing with invisible milk and honey. When our land was the land that actually flowed in abundance with milk and honey in massive quantities But today, our land is desolate with only 400,000 elephants left in the continent and the honeybees have been pimped out to the world. Conservationists are having to step up and save our elephants and our bees before they all become extinct. Jerusalem, Namibia was and is our land flowing with milk and honey, period. Period. The Scriptures in Africa series continues with Part 3. And don't forget to subscribe to our Truth Wars YouTube channel to see the pictorial evidence of this series. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abana, Iseka, and Akuba that does know everything. Let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Please see our podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel.